You're tuning in to Pastar Prime, a show powered by Squad Locker. Here are your hosts, retired Astros minor league star Tip Fairchild and former Patriots All-Pro Center Dan Copen. Is that me dinging? Someone was dinging. I'm quitting. Whatever it was that dinged. Turn the sound off. Sounds off. Sounds off. All right. All right. Episode 51. One more. One more. Welcome to the program. Next week will be the year anniversary where um, it's official. We still have our jobs after one year, which is good. It's a big, big accomplishment. It is. I read a thing on uh, podcasts. Most of them go eight to ten episodes. Did you know that, Max? I didn't. And most of them have less than ten reviews. You would think a producer would know that stat. Yeah, Max does not know... Just Any a regular producer, would be <laughs> yeah. not a super producer. Yeah, no, definitely not. So uh, yeah, we're almost there. Hope everybody had a happy Turkey Day. Um, I did. Boy, how many smash sandwiches did you eat? I have a huge bowl still at oh, home. Still, still. Oh, we just huge, ran out. Huge. We just I, ran out. I had to go to a hockey tournament as well after the weekend, which didn't help the, well, e- the eating situation going on. But you didn't. You also weren't home to devour all the food. That's why it, it's probably still there. Yeah, got it. So I mean, I had the kids loved it. By the way, this is this is all. This is thanks to you. This is your recipe. The kids liked it too. Kids loved it more oh, than anything. It's fantastic. You take a take a not even the potato rolls, like just a regular finger roll sandwich. They, whatever you want boom, to do. Put it whatever in. What, whatever kind of bread. I'm not even doing the bread now. Oh, like, just going to eat it like chicken like, salad? If I get up in the morning, I'll just take the bowl out of the fridge. <laughs> eat just it. have a scoop? Just, I just have a fork, and I'm eating it cold, too. It's yeah, still delicious. It is good. It's, it's all the flavors of the holiday mashed into one. We did differ, though. I put the cranberry in. Yeah, you did. I didn't tell you to do that. that Boy, was, it was, no. I, let me tell you what, though. It was good. I believe it. was it. very good. It gave it a little sweetness. I I yep. put I, I'll put I'll keep it separate, but I will put the cranberry on okay. the bread as well. So it's in there; it's just not mixed in. Maybe I'll try and mix it in next year. Yeah, might as well. Um, we also had bets last weekend. I, this is a this is an episode full of losses for me. This is, this is fin- fin- are you all right? So, and I'm really let, hoping let, McKellar let, shows up so we can put me in a good mood. Just, let's November Miles Challenge, right? It was 20 hours total. During the month of November. That is the time allowed. Okay, time out. Can time I allowed. start with this or can I start with this? As long as it ends in a concession, go for it. I'm conceding. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> we only have one night left. And tell you what, I should have gone harder to start the month. That's what I That's what I learned. I didn't hit the five hours the first couple of weeks. That's what hurt. Because this second half, I've been riding hard. I've been doing some good rides. You've seen my stats. They're good. I got a lot of people challenging me all over the place. I was at Quinesset. Everyone's like, oh, I'm the best rider in the world. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Let's put a mortgage payment on it. <laughs> sure. Let's put next year's dues sure. on it. You know what? There's one guy in, in, uh, at Quinesset that would just completely own mm. you, though. Ralph. Ralph, Ralph, would, Ralph, Ralph would outspin yeah. you. Oh, I, I, there's no Any doubt. Week, Something would happen where Ralph just beat me. Ralph like would, all Ralph of a sudden, like nobody knows, but Ralph is like a professional bike cyclist, <laughs> and, <laughs> and he just gets on and just kills. All he me. does is uh, be tipping golf yeah. in and spin. That's it. And, so and you are just, conceding. Is it official? Yeah, I'm not going to be able to catch you tonight. Now, so you win. So I'm going to do a pound class, which is. Are you going to do it with me? I probably will. You know why? Yeah. Because, you know why? Right, you know why? Because I don't feel like this was a win. For me. Really? I don't. 
You did it. You, you rode hard. Because I completely dominated you. No, you didn't. From you beat me by 60 miles. Did you you beat me by 200 on the other one. <laughs> did you look? It, all right. <laughs> okay. Did you look? Did you look at, no, we're almost up to 90 miles already. Okay. Well, if I rode tonight, it would be back down to 70, right? So then, yeah. I mean, you beat me by. You beat in me one by. Month. Um, in you, one you month. You beat me I, going here to Boston. In one month, I beat you by 70 miles. Yeah, you're here to Boston. I feel me. like I just came out. And, and, and there's a strategy, right? We, mm-hmm. there, there's got to be a game plan. Okay. And my game plan was, and I talked to Max early on. You didn't, didn't tell me. Oh hell no! No, you <laughs> what was your strategy? I was going to go hard early, right, Max? Yep. <sighs> See, I was thinking I going was hard going, late. <laughs> I was going hard early and setting the pace, and then I could just once we get halfway, then it would be just like okay, now I'm going to see what you did, and yep. I'm just going to go above you a little bit so I could just like coast yeah, because that's what you started to do. Yeah. A lot of the rides I did, you would do the same ride, and you would either just match or just beat it a little bit because then I was never making up any ground. Never. I Never. did kill you on one 30-minute ride, though. I PR'd on that 30. Yeah, but... I, uh, 583. That's a serious ride. You, did I do the ride? You should try it. I'll try the ride. Okay. I mean, it was I, a good ride. I, metal ride. Kendall you, metal ride. You, you PR'd, but I was like halfway into the competition, you, you, and I was pushing myself early on. You were. So yeah, maybe, you maybe, maybe, maybe my legs weren't involved, but I, I really don't, because I feel like... I left some minutes out on the table. I think mm-hmm. I have uh, an hour and 40 that I could do still to really pile on the yep. miles. Yep. And you have a shit ton. No, I only left. have less You've than five a- hours. <laughs> Four <laughs> hours left? Five hours. See, I, I mean, yeah, I feel, so I, technically I, I, I could go home yes, and maybe I have, yes, maybe I'm not conceding. Yes, I won. Okay. But I feel like it really wasn't a challenge. Okay, all I right. Feel Keep like talking I, shit. I feel like I came out and just absolutely so fucking dominated So a December challenge. You. December challenge starts tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to do pound class, and then I did Te- hear. No, so I, te- if anybody, te- technically, I can't. I can't go in December. I got to take a week off. That's true. You do. <laughs> you do. We'll talk about that next I have, week. <laughs> I, have, I have a elective yeah. procedure going yes, on yeah. on Thursday where I'm not going to be able to sit on a bike seat for a week. Yeah, and somehow I'm the one that's You guys figure me. out what it is. Yeah, so, so also uh, classic story here. Um, before we <laughs> we do talk about that next episode, our calendars here, we have a, we have a great executive assistant uh, named Amelia who handles a lot of scheduling, kind of coordinating of meetings, like just – a perfect person to have in the office to help keep you organized. I have on my calendar, she has visibility to my calendar so she can see not just that it's blocked, but what it is, right? Yeah, so I have my calendar blocked off <laughs> for, for Dan on Some, Thursday morning. Somebody needs a ride. We're going to get a coffee, you know? And my calendar says the subject line is ball sack. <laughs> fell over so that's on my calendar so amelia sends me a message she's like hey um i'm trying to schedule you for 9 30 on thursday but it looks like you have something that's stopping you (laughs) it's a a full day event people i was like (laughs) sorry sorry about that so i I did change it to a doctor's appointment so i'm I'm the chauffeur thank you i appreciate it it's not going to take that long you should be able to make your Uh, 9 30 meeting we'll see if we we make it we we might have to go out if you don't make it something went horribly wrong That's not good. <laughs> that, uh, this might be oh, the last episode, God, Max. This might be this it. This could be the last episode. This, this might, might be it. This <laughs> might be the last, you know what I mean? It might be uh, the last miles challenge. It, it might be, be the last, last lot, of, uh, a lot of things right now. 
So anyway, we'll let the people wonder what that is. And, and you also owe me a hundred dollars. Are you a hundred bucks? So I got to do a you, pound. You class. went one. So for I lost six. in the pound class. That sucks. I went one for six. By the way, though, with my actual betting, I, the one <laughs> game that I won, which was the under in the Bears Lions game, when I actually submitted the bets, I took the over because last minute I was like, I'm taking the over. Did I went. You, I went over six. Did you go? Did you go all o six for six? <laughs> All right, over so, for six on t- Thanksgiving. So tip betting with his heart. No, I was actually no, betting with no, my no, head on this you're one. Right, you're right. There's no heart on that one because there's nothing. Actually, I think mm-hmm. the Saints pick was a heart pick. No, I you just wanted thought, the Bills to lose. I know, but I thought the Bills might actually really stumble, and I was dead wrong. Okay. All right. <laughs> so here's wrong. what we're gonna do going forward. I yep. went four for six, okay. which is pretty good. I, yeah, I mean, it's good bets. I, 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 the Cowboys Raiders. The Cowboys just absolutely sucked it off there uh which isn't shocking um but i went four for six you went one for six 100 goes to me and we will next week max you're gonna pick out three games right you'll give it to us maybe on tuesday morning maybe we well tuesday morning and we're gonna do this every week post them on the instagram too we We can do a post on the instagram like tomorrow like he could just give us the games this week we're gonna do another three all right we're gonna do another three every week before the, the Thursday we're gonna, we're game. We're going to do the line, and then we're going to do the over-under. Three, and we'll pick three games. Three games. Okay. With I like both, this. Both the line so there's and, always and the over-under. There's always six, six things always to bet six on. Always six bets. Okay. This is good. I like this. This will be fun. And then we could do either between us $100 mm-hmm. each week, or we can go cumulative okay. the rest of the season. So you have to decide what you want to lose to. Okay. I'm excited. I'm I'm very excited to do this. Uh, we do have I, – I have missed calls, text messages – the world, I mean, I knew this would happen. McKellar's called me three times. Is he on there, Max? He's saying, I've joined, I think. So we do have Ryan, the one and only Ryan McKellar coming up, and I'm excited to talk to him. I feel like the interview might shift hands. I feel like he might be interviewing I us. I have no idea what's going to go on. I don't know him. I've actually tried to look him up, and there's <laughs> nothing to look up. Dan, the only- Dan wanted to actually – Dan wanted to um, do some research on McKellar, and I said, no, 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 no. You're not going to find much. You that, found one or two things that you wrote down. I think I found his uh, draft position, which will be funny if you bring that up. I, well, absolutely. And then, that's, that's and the then first, that's it. That's in the introduction. Okay, I think so, you should cover that. I think he's ready to. Oh, you want me to do it? I'll do it on the intro. We'll get him good. Oh yeah. Okay. Perfect. No, no. And I, I, I have no idea what's coming up here. I, you, I, so I may just be the passenger. Oh, you're passengering it, and he is going to be in rare form, is my guess. So Max is working on pulling it up right now. So here we go to Ryan McKellar. What's up, dude? I haven't seen your face in a long time. I know. Oh, my God. So many emotions right now. Uh, I know, I'm actually getting a little bit nerved up with you in front of me right now. I feel dude, so. I, on, do you feel, do you feel like you want to bust one out? I know. <laughs> do you want to bust one out? <laughs> Hey, Dan, you got to be uh, like kind of tired of, of Tip just bringing in his buddies all the time. No, no, it's actually <laughs> kind of fun. <laughs> it's either, it's, yeah, it, it, it's one of the two, baseball or main. Oh, here we go. He said timeout. What's he have? Oh, fuck. What are you in, a mansion or something? You have a mansion? No, oh, he really had to go run somewhere. Oh Jesus! Uh, what's he bringing? Is All right, like a background or? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Drink. Oh, okay, good, nice. Okay. Got my notebook. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Kid, are you, you in a mansion? Okay? Yeah. Do you live in a mansion now? Where do you live? Uh, it's 
I wouldn't call it a mansion. You want me to give you the tour? Oh, I mean, we can do cribs later. I mean, it looks like you're in a nice setup, though. You got a tree over there. Well, I was by my pool, but the uh, the lighting was bad, so I came to the just the pool room. I like it. I like nice. it. That's you know, look at you. So, you're so grown up now. I miss you. I know. I'm like an adult, dude. It's weird. Yeah. So so for you the know how I feel. Oh, I the feel like I feel like Tip Fairchild when he would come into the locker room and he would sit <laughs> like this, and he would go. What would you? You go through like the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> <laughs> what are you reading Dude, right now? You know what's hilarious? Uh, just yeah. the stocks. You know why? Because yeah. he knew his career wasn't going to last that long. Yeah. He ended up having yeah, a fall yeah, right. smart. Hey, you know what's funny is when you started to say when I would sit like that, I thought you were going to tell the story about how I could pull my right nut up. Do you remember? Oh, dude. Oh, my God. Let me write that one down. <laughs> no, I mean, we're recording right now. So, I mean, technically, it's already out there. So, that was okay. amazing. Remember the fishing pole? Like you, I would just oh, do yeah. the fishing pole. Oh yeah, wheel it right up. I forgot to write. So we got to talk about Anglebrook at some point. Oh yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. All right. Um, so for the listeners out there, uh, this is the one and the only Ryan McKellar. Uh, we can, can you be- see me, okay? Oh yeah, we can oh, yeah. see you. We see you beautifully. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> a little backstory here, uh, Ryan. This is Dan. Right, so you hey. got Dan. Hi, Ryan. Um, nice McKellar or Ryan or oh, whatever you want. I've had like twenty different nicknames. Uh, McKellar is fine. I call Tip Kid. I mean, just yeah. call me Kid. You know? Yeah, that's I'm true. Just one of the kids. Kid, I'm yeah. a kid. Well, kids, a, kids a baseball term, right? Kids kid, a baseball a, term. Uh, he calls me I Kid. Don't think he, it was a main he, term. It might be, but I, he actually said he didn't know your first name. Actually, no. Yeah, I mean, I never called you Ryan in my life. Yeah, my no, it's always been McKellar or Kid, kid. or Tet. That's yeah, yeah, or or Boy. Yeah, Toy. I don't know how to say it. That was a Sergio yeah, thing. Yeah, careful. It's, you might upset Sergio. <laughs> Sergio. Sergio. Yeah. So I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. Um, it's fine. Wait, are you? What are you drinking? Are you guys so drinking beer? We grabbed a winter lager because you said you were going to get a bourbon. So we're we're fired oh, yeah. up with you. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, so I, I know that I, I don't want to like I don't want uh, to turn it into me right now, but um, let me say something real quick, Dan. It's nice to meet you. Nice to uh, meet you. I watched a lot of your podcasts with uh, Tip there, and I feel like we know each other already. So that's fantastic. That's nice. That's right? good. Yeah, that's I, that's I mean, nice yeah. to hear. How many interviews have you done since you've moved on? From your career. Is this the first oh. one? <laughs> Might have been the first one since you had a career, too. <laughs> Let's see here. I can count, you, seem, uh, you seem way too excited to be on here yeah. right now. <laughs> During my career and after my career, I've had a total of one, and this right. is it. Fantastic. Okay, beautiful. So, and then we got Max behind the mic. He's hiding over there in case, you know, we Super need him. producer. Yes, Super the producer. producer Max. He's ready. So, is Ryan. Is my mic too loud? Am no. I, am I, I, I tend to yell. You sound great. Sound like you, butter. Sound, you sound clean. This is going to be amazing. So, uh, the, to the listeners, Ryan McKellar. Ryan was my roommate my first year playing pro ball. Um, yep. And I would consider just one of my genuine buddies who, if you are ever in a problem, it's one of the first numbers that you give a phone call to. Thanks, is that man. accurate, that, kid? That means a lot. That means a lot. Actually, you know what? I uh, I was going to say the same thing about you. Oh, Roommates see? in, I, where did we start in New York? We started in Tri-City. And then as you can see, you know, big, tall, redhead with a beard. I got to think for the redheads with a beard. Hey, there's, <laughs> there's not enough of us. <laughs> yeah. But you're a dying breed. And you're, you're what? McKellar, you're what, 6'6"? Six, six? Are you 6'6"? 6'5", six, six? Uh, six, like okay. 250. Okay, yeah, and, and I've noticed 
your body just morphed through changes in the last year, few years watching you on Facebook and, and Instagram. I mean, you went through this phase where all of a sudden, you I think all you lifted was arms. Well, yeah, it's funny that you brought that up uh, because as soon as baseball is over and you know what, what kind of, what kind of workout we typically have as baseball players or as pitchers specifically is tree trunk legs and just noodle arms. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And as soon as I went back to, to college and I had the, uh, the gym there, I went to Texas state and you know, I was there for probably hours at a time. Cause I, I would drive from my house an hour to get there and then an hour home. So I was kind of stuck there during the day. And in between classes, I'd go in the gym, obviously, cause there's a ton of hot college babes, but, um, that's all I worked on. I was like, I'm done with this. Like yeah. I'm done with this pitcher body. That's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I want to be like big, strong arm guy. I like never, that. I don't think I've worked out legs in 10 years. Yeah. That's perfect. I mean, that's well, a, welcome to the club. That, that's complete opposite of what you are. Yeah, right well, now. I've been doing is the Peloton legs, but no, but I lift, yeah. I, but if I'm going to lift, like I'm just the like, last give me time 30 you lifted pound. upper body, you hurt your elbow. Again. I did. My elbow was killing me a few weeks ago. Wait, it's going to come back. Which, your elbow's always been hurt though. No, you know but I mean? now it never did hurt until I hurt, hurt it. <laughs> so it was, it was primo. But yeah, I heard the right elbow is bugging me a little bit, but it'll come back. It'll bounce back. Um, I do. I'm the same boat as him though, and I do want to lift. I just want to grab weights and do curls. No, nobody yeah. wants to do squats. Or nobody wants to do squats. Nobody wants to do squats. Nobody wants to do squats. Yeah, the number one vein to see is that like, one right uh, here. What are they called? The things where you just lift weight. It's like the most manly exercise there is. Squats? What are you talking? Oh, deadlifts. Deadlifts. Okay. Deadlifts. All right. That's about it. So you decided that you were just going to go say, "Hey, hey, no more legs. I just want to start getting swollen up top." Why? Like, why would I want to look like a pitcher That's when true. you can look like? you know, like an offensive tackle, like Dan. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I guess right. you're right. That's yeah, true. Very, very much right. Yeah. I don't think people go for that look, though. I mean, nowadays, <laughs> yeah. nowadays it's yeah. changed. Now they're like 10% body fat. When I played, right. it was the, Dude, the, the opposite. Dude, those guys are beasts. No, those guys are amazing. They are. I feel what, like those are some of the most athletic guys on the field. They are, and they've, I mean, shit. When I retired, I think we had Solder at like 6'9". Three, oh. three, fifteen, three twenty, oh. and then uh, Volmer was six eight. The Patriots offensive line is. I've always told everyone that I like. I don't think it gets enough credit. Those guys are just a steel wall. Really, we really steel were steel wall, steel wall. Yeah, see that? Yeah, I mean, wall. you're getting. Look at these compliments you're getting from Mikel. I know. Already. I, I, he, he thought I'm a big he has questions. Fan, so if you ever, if you want to talk about Patriots, so let's do it at some point. Oh, it's coming. It's coming because okay. I know you have questions regarding that. Um, yeah, I, I did. Love Tom Brady. Were you always a Pats fan, or did Brady turn you? Brady turned me. I don't give a shit about the Patriots. Now I'm a Bucks fan. Oh, it's yeah, just see, it's yeah. just the player. Just yeah. the player. He follow, follows the player. Do you have a team though? Yeah, Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we call him, we call him something else in my house. We call him BDB. Yeah, what's that? Yeah, what is Big Dick Brady. Okay, per perfect. <laughs> I thought that was Did I thought that was Foles. I thought that was Foles. No, that was that was uh, Big Dick Nick. That's right, BDB. I Big like Dick that. Nick. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, when we were in Tri City, so I, I, you know, I'm a I'm a naive young kid. I get drafted, and and I'm from Maine. I have no clue what's going on. I hear about this guy coming down from a different oh, level yeah. to Tri-City, yeah. who's already been playing for a year. What, a year or two now, probably, right? Yeah, so I was I was drafted when I was 19, 18, 18. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went immediately to rookie ball. 
uh, I had one year of junior college under my belt and I went to rookie ball and the, the first team, man, have, Hey, have you ever, you ever thought about writing a book? So, so the book that I would write is called stories from stretch. That's a good one. I know, but hey, I wouldn't want to out everybody though. No, I haven't. I haven't. It's good. Uh, it's a good book. It's an easy read. It's really fun. But anyway, sorry, I, Dan, I got to warn you, I have hardcore ADD, so this is going to be all over the place. <laughs> That's all right. Hopefully you medicated today. We'll, we'll, we'll get yeah. through it. Yeah, he'll get what, through it. What was it, what was it like, though, when you were picked in the 45th round with the 1,355th pick? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what, was, so, what, was it, what were the emotions? Dan's been waiting to <laughs> right? say that to you for two <laughs> weeks. This is actually That's a really good That's the only thing story. I could find on you. <laughs> So I was this squirrely kid in high school and I, I didn't make my freshman or sophomore baseball team. I got cut. Um, and then my junior year, I was, I made the JV team as a pitcher only there. Like there was this new pitching coach and he was like, ah, I want that kid to stay on JV cause he looks like he may be good someday. So my senior year rolls around and I grew like six inches um, and gained like 20 pounds. And all of a sudden I'm like the hardest thrower in the high school. And I still wasn't the best pitcher on the team, but uh, they would run me out there a lot as a, uh, on my varsity team as a senior. And I started to get a little bit of attention from scouts that were there looking at other players on the other teams. And lo and behold, like I was, summertime and I was like out with friends or something and my dad called me and he was like hey uh you got drafted today and I had no I had no fucking idea what that meant and I was just like, I was like I was like cool dad uh I gotta go which war are we going into nothing to me. yeah yeah you thought you were going to the army or yeah. something yeah I was like uh that sounds great okay and then that was about it but I after that you know, the scout showed up at my door and he was like, Hey, we're going to give you like, you know, $5,000, but we'll pay for your full college tuition. And I, to me, like, I didn't grow up uh, wealthy at all. Um, my parents didn't have money for college. So I was like, dude, sign me up. Mm -hmm. uh, so after, so that's basically why I signed thinking that I was going to go in and, and um, play for one year and get my full college paid for. So mm -hmm. that's what I, that was my intention. And, you know, I ended up playing for, for 10 years. So it was a, it was a surprise to me, uh, like big, big, big surprise for me. But I, you know, like I said, I grew up with, with very, with pretty low self-esteem. So I didn't, I wasn't the guy that's good, that walked in there like tip, like tip is kind of the opposite, which I, <laughs> which I loved about him. It was my, probably my favorite thing about him. A little too much. Um, he walked in there and he was like, I'm going to, I'm going to the big leagues. Um, and, and he was on his way too. He was on his way. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. Anyway, I do appreciate that. Thanks for, thanks for uh, clarifying that. Um, when yeah. I did meet you though, I was like, man, this guy's already been around for a couple of years. Like, man, he's probably like salty being down here. And no, I, no, you weren't no. though, because you were like the funniest guy in the world. And we ended up being like throwing partners, which if you start to like, if you really dig into like baseball and you like understand like what happens, like we're not showing up at the field at like six for a seven o'clock game. We're showing up at the field at like noon. Sure. You know, yep. now you're also waking up at like 1150. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, well, but you're all, you're going to bed like at 2 a.m. Well, <laughs> no, like yeah. later than that. I mean, you're going to bed maybe, at like maybe four. when the sun comes up. Exactly. The sun was rising many times. So I meet. 
McKellar and I'm like, okay, we're throwing partners. Now, like, we both just threw. The, now, the one thing about throwing partners is you get matched up with some of the Latino guys. They throw oh, absolute oh, God. missiles from like oh, 45 God. feet and they're skipping the ball. They're Sergio? hitting your shin. Sergio, <laughs> yeah, Serge was like that. A no, lot of people. Paulino. Remember Paulino? Paulino's throw pellets. Pellets. Oh, my God. You. Paulino was on a mission to let people know how hard he threw. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, I'm your throwing partner. You don't have to throw 100 at me. Right? That's right. I'm also was, a pitcher. You know, it was even more hilarious. He threw like 100 miles an hour, but he would get fucking ripped. He like, did. All he, the time. he threw a light fastball. Very light fastball. Very Absolutely. Light fastball. You, and I have to, you and I have talked enough shit about him before. In the oh, God. Yeah. I hope he's out there somewhere and he's probably like fucking these guys. Because yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. he made it to the big leagues and we didn't. So, like, he, he basically true. won. He did. He won. Yeah. He, we'd have to translate this for him, though. I'm not sure how many words oh, he no understood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paulino, though, threw the, the softest 100 miles an hour in the world. But he did throw 100. He did get the big leagues. He did have Scott, Scott Boris as an agent, too, though. That helped. Of course he did. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah of course he did. All those guys did. So, so we're throwing, yeah, partners. throwing partners. So you end up yeah. building a great relationship there. And, like, we ended up actually living together in Tri-City. Same room. Same, same room. room. Same room. Same room. It yeah. was very odd. It was very yeah. odd. There was a lot that happened in there. One, 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 one bed. <laughs> <laughs> not one bed. <laughs> not one bed. We used to lay there. We used to lay there, yeah. and we used to listen to like dashboard confession. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Hands down, this is, is the best day. Hands down, this is the best day. Like, sorry. No, I think that was uh, one of our biggest bonds is that we both like like weird alternative music. That's true. And uh, Tip was really into grunge, and I was into like emo i loved like crying all the time and tip was like oh man i love i love the rooster whatever it's like his favorite mom. and i'm like dude this guy's this guy's really cool yeah that's right that's so that's how that's how it happened do you remember i do have one story about that apartment it's not the one that you think that i'm going to say uh that one stays under wraps but yeah that's do you wraps. yeah do you have <laughs> you both know um, you both know what that story oh, is yes right? we do Absolutely. yeah okay. uh, so hey, that's uh, there's no shame there there's no shame there no shame right. that's past our prime after dark but that's some, some that. things are out of bounds yeah. so um we had do you remember when we used to have the pellet gun fights in the apartment. Oh God! Oh, with Cliff Davis. Remember, remember Cliff. Unbelievable. Yeah. Cl oh, I've, God, Dan, I've talked oh, to Dan about Cliff because Cliff was like a maybe one of the best quarterbacks to come out of the country at that time. But he played oh, baseball. Totally. Well, there was a few guys that were like legit quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, Barthmeyer, Cliff, Billy Hart. Billy Hart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. We've talked about them all. Dude, I remember watching those guys throw a football like before, like during practice, yep. and I was like, "What the fuck are these guys doing playing baseball? <laughs> like, what are you doing?" Well, all of but, them had. Bonafide blue chip D one offers at like oh, yeah. LSU, 100%. Ole Miss, and they USC. Were like they could run. Yeah. They were like they were built really well. Yeah. I think Barthmeyer and Davis were like six five, just like no, they muscular. Were, everyone was animals. Uh, but yeah, Cliff was Cliff was a nut job though. He was absolutely crazy. nuts. So we get these airsoft guns. I don't know who started this. Who started this? Who knows? It was probably Cavers. Cliff. Might have been Cliff. Oh, it could have been Cavers. Yeah, yeah he was Cavers. nuts. So we set up, literally, we had this apartment, like a four-bedroom, but we had eight guys in it. We had two people in, in a room <laughs> and all these. So we set up this apartment, and we, and we make the common area in the kitchen and the dining room literally an, ob an obstacle course. <laughs> like, yeah. And we, we wore goggles. And we just played full-fledged airsoft with, like, unlimited rounds, like those huge jugs of airsoft things with the automatic weapons. Yeah. And 
no shirt. Shirts off. Shirts, shirts off. off. Shirts off. And it was yeah. on. And so we'd get out of a game at 11.30, hit the spread, come home, 12.30. There's regular people that live in these apartments, too. We're having a full-fledged airsoft war. Oh, yeah. Oh, I felt, I, now that I think about it, I felt terrible for the people that lived around me. <laughs> yeah, so, you just thought about and, that? And these, yeah. these weapons, too, like, they would leave holes in the wall. Uh, like they were so strong. So Cl- Cliff Davis one night, you remember this, you remember this because I have a picture somewhere of this and I have to find it. Cliff Davis one night stands against the refrigerator, no shirt on, puts his arms out, fi- like back is facing everybody. And he says, everyone fill up your guns. He goes, <laughs> he goes I want you to shoot until you can't shoot anymore against my back. Yeah, we put day. we pumped him with probably three thousand rounds of airsoft. Oh, it was yeah. His was back, his back looked like I can't explain. It was unbelievable what his back looked, it looked like. Looked like he had a disease the next day. <laughs> like he looked like he had the like Ebola. Yeah, it was all. It was like a black and blue tattoo, but it was all little tiny airsoft dots all over his entire back, and like it I couldn't think, have felt well. Did he? Did I, I mean? Did he say anything while he was getting too. shot? No, he, he yeah. just like did stood you, did, there like an animal. Was there pain? Could yeah. you tell there was pain? Well, there was pain, but he was a he was a Mississippi from oh, like yeah. the riverbanks animal. So that was like, his goal was to show us how tough he was all the time. Mm-hmm. Like he always wanted to wrestle, yep. and he, yeah, he always talked about getting in fights back in Mississippi. Yeah. By the way, one of the best guys I've ever met. Yeah. But. Like what you would think about from small town Mississippi, that was Cliff. Exactly. Like, so if you I'm go to a sure bar, you want that guy with you. Oh God, yeah. absolutely, every oh, yeah. single time. Yeah, you want that guy. That's the guy you want. Exactly right. And and awesome. some of your other buddies too. You want too on your team, including you. I would take you all day. How long till one of you cries? We're, no, we might cry on this. Someone's episode. gonna. Cry. I'm always I'm always crying on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> if we start getting into some music, we'll probably apparently cry. Tip only uh, cries around Mickey. Oh, I know. I have oh, cried yeah. around Mickey twice. He I was with Mickey. Mickey. Yeah, I was with Mickey when I got released. So that was one. And then and then when I he threw me through a, a fire extinguisher glass thing in Vegas, and I, I let it rip that night too. So he's Whoa. two two times. So Tip and I, I feel like we were. I want to say like like best friends early on. Yeah, uh, I mean definitely one of the the most the guys that I will remember for the rest of my life is is Tip, uh, Sergio, and you know a couple other guys. But whenever Tip and I were together, we were best like we were best friends. I think for a couple maybe two three solid years there, mm-hmm. Tip and I were were very very close. We got but split we up. up. We got split yeah. up. We got split up. Yeah. But we ended up getting split up. Um, when I was, what happened? Did I get like another DUI? How many DUIs did I get? <laughs> so we're getting into, we'll get into that, but I think it was when they were fast tracking me to Corpus, you know, they were fast tracking yeah. me. And, and then you were in Salem with Tom. Remember Tom, the clubhouse manager? Yeah. I remember Tom. Oh God. Oh God, man. You're bringing up some memories right now. <laughs> Tom was a uh, he was autistic for sure. He had something. He was. Wrong he took care of everybody though. He was like something else. I tell you what, he was an incredible guy. But he had some. He had some stuff. It was an interesting, an interesting dynamic with him. But we played in we played in Lexington together, and I feel like there was a because we were. I feel like we were roommates in Lexington for a, for a little bit of a time. We were. We were by and by choice. That was by choice. Right. right so right. we that we was, went yeah. to Lexington together. And then I, I got yeah. moved up after the, like the all-star break. 
That's when I got a DUI too. It was, it was right before because <laughs> you yeah. called me twice that yeah. evening. One time after right. the first Demo, time you well, do you want to let him tell the story? Does he let him tell the story? No. So this is. See, I want to know how the initial or just. I don't want the first. Wanna, would, the first phone. Call. Gonna, yeah. Anyway, the hey, you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to fly out to Maine and like play golf with you guys and do this in person. But love to. Eh, we still do that. I feel like that would that would have been really cool. Um, but it's the thought that counts. But yeah, so. Uh, I was, uh, I was out real late one night and I think I had Englebrook's ex-girlfriend with me. Um, <laughs> really, really classy, really classy lady. And we're hanging out in my room, uh, doing whatever. And she all of a sudden is like, Hey, let's go to the convenience store for whatever. So I was like, uh, it's 4am. You sure you want to go? And so I was like, whatever, that's fine. Let's go to the convenience store. And I ended up like, at the bottom of our apartment complex, it was, a, it was a hill, and I ended up kind of rolling through the stop sign. And at 4 a.m., cops are just ready. They're ready to get mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And they pulled me over, and I was like twice the legal limit. But, I, I mean, I, I'm a good drunk driver, so, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. It wasn't that far. Yeah, and it was like down the road. And anyway, so I, I, I got a DUI, and they sent me to – they suspended me indefinitely, right? And they sent me to, I think, extended spring training for a while – and that was, I think, where Tip and I sort of got kind of like separated. And he made new friends, oh, like yeah, Josh okay. Mickey. Yeah. And then, yeah. so you didn't explain the, the rest of the story. I don't you, know. I don't. I just kind of sometimes I go off and I start he talking. You kind of yeah. he was hammered. He doesn't remember yeah, so, the rest no, of the story. No, you went in. You went in. You called me. I was like, oh, I don't yeah, know what yeah, I can yeah. do. I can't get you out because they wouldn't let it. Right. right. And then you called me again later because you got you left, and then you got picked up again. And went back to the police station. Do you remember this? <laughs> like, like you got out and then you had to go right back in and then you were like, hey. And I was like, dude, we're at, we're going in to stretch right now. Like, where are you? And you're like, I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> and, then, and then that's where we got separated. So that was that, the beginning of the separation. Is that two DUIs and It was close hours? to that. I think they, you know, they might have let him off on one, but it was, oh, it was, uh, it was a long evening. I do know that for sure. Oh. Man. And I was just I, like, I, yeah. man, and remember Charlie Taylor? Charlie Taylor loved me in Lexington. Yeah, he and, loved you. And he hated me. He hated I don't know me. why he, he hated you. you. He And I, I went up to him and I said, listen, I know that we're stretching. I know that we have to do this right now, but I got to go pick up my friend. Like right now, I'm going to go get him. You know, and he's like, if you leave... <laughs> You're going with him, oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, I yeah. okay. I mean, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go get him. Like, I, I, like he's got to get here. I called you back. You didn't answer for like two hours, and then eventually you showed up. I, I don't remember who I had come pick me up. It's, it's I don't think anybody did. Point. I don't I think, think anybody. That, did. I, think, I think it was yeah. that guy's ex girlfriend. Yeah, it might have been. It might have been. It might have been. That's um, another funny story altogether. No, that's but, uh, yeah. So, where was yeah. your favorite place to go out in Lexington? Oh, I love uh, Lexington. With, is that with Macker? Macker was there for one night because of uh, Clements bitches. So Dan was roommates or like knew Macker at BC. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Small world. It is a small world, man. No, I, I don't. I love. I honestly, Lexington is one of those. Um, not to get deep or whatever, but Lexington. That period of my life is is one of those things I kind of. Uh, I kind of just shove into a box and I don't, I don't really open it a lot um, because it, as many, as, as much fun stuff happened there, um, it was, 
it was kind of a dark time in, in my life. So I, uh, but it, as far as like going out and stuff, I just remembered that there was somewhere to go every, every single night. Gamb- so Gambinos. Gambinos. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was one. That two, was one. Two keys. Um, I think you could pay like 10 bucks and you could just drink whatever you want. Like oh, all yeah. night. Uh, two keys was the all time one those, for those us. Those were the days. You and I went to two keys a lot. That was a good time. That was a good the spot. Was awesome. It was a few. It was a good. It was a good place to play. It was beautiful uh, because the, there was a, a big college following that would go to that stadium, and then like Thirsty Thursdays were were amazing. Yeah, um, it was all sororities and fraternities. The entire place. How 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 big is it for baseball players to play with a crowd? What's f- I mean, it, oh. I, it's I like, think it's I mean, great. Like, it's just like nice. MLB, yeah, you're going to get your crowd and all that shit. But in the minors, when you're not drawing the fans, I know there's certain spots that draw at Lexington probably, you know, on that Thursday night. But if you're playing in in Podunk, whatever, with 10 fans, is that is that so let's, awful? That's actually a, a really solid question. So let's put it this way. When you're playing in front of, like, the Podunk 1,000 uh attendees right like your fastball is kind of your fastball um but when you're playing in front of like thirty thousand people you're you're throwing i'd say at least two to three miles an hour harder you're that much jacked up yeah you're amped you're amped when there's a lot of fans you're amped but so i I always i always said in triple a we would see guys throw like 89 on our gun in triple a Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, like the, the stalker pro tip, tip remembers what that is. <laughs> um, and then we'd see him go to the big leagues like the next day and they'd throw like 93 and there's a few variables there. Like number one, obviously I think the baseballs are a little bit different in the major leagues. I think the guns are a little bit different in the major leagues, but the fan, like the crowd, mm-hmm. like, have you ever, like, I'm sure you guys have been to a major league baseball game. Obviously, like if I had to pitch at minute made park, I would shit myself. It is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So no, it you're is. Talking it's about, loud. You're talking about adrenaline juicing you up. And I don't, I don't, I mean, obviously I can't speak from experience, but I don't know that that ever goes down. Yeah, no, um, I agree. You know, it's, maybe Dan, maybe Dan can tell us. No, I, 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 I think so. I think the difference with baseball or basketball, you know, football, you have the helmet on, so you're you're kind yeah. of like, you know, not not hidden or covered up, but you're not exposed as much as you are yeah. on a pitcher's yeah, mound. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just you. Oh, Everybody's yeah. looking at just you. Yeah, but what's on whether different you, though with you is when you're at home, it's probably quiet. Right, because like you're, the crowd's trying to stay down, but you're yeah, not being I, the center. When you're on the road, it must be. But I don't. Boom. Yeah, you don't give a shit about that because you're practicing noise you're when you're at home, so yep. you're used to that. And what it's, it's when you come out on the stadium, they're either cheering or booing against you, and you kind of like the boos more. I mean, that gets you more fired up. It's so funny yeah. that you said that. I always pitch better on the road. Because right? I was like, you know what? These people are going to fucking hate me anyway. Yeah, like, you were. You had the chip on the shoulder. You like to shove yeah. it. You were the shove like, it guy. I, I got nothing to lose. I want everyone to hate me even more than they do now. I was like, fuck you. Yeah. You want to hate me? I'll give you a reason to hate me. So I, I love that, actually. That's really good. And um, I was going to say, you mentioned, you know, as a pitcher, everyone's kind of looking at you. It, it's all, it's sort of a, a paradox because it's, it can be the loneliest place in the world at times. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you when you don't have your stuff and you're just up there and, and you're trying to figure it out and you have no shot, like you're in your own head and nothing's working and you're basically dead. And all these people are looking at you and it, it is a very lonely feeling. How quickly do you know you don't have your stuff before you go out? Oh yeah. 
I knew like, real fast. Like, warming up, you're like, oh, oh, oh I'm screwed. Yeah, I'd say the first inning, you have a good idea. Maybe even the first hitter. Sometimes even in the bullpen before. You know what sure, I mean? Like, yeah. you're in the bullpen, and you're just like, oh, Jesus, this isn't there today. <laughs> that DUI yeah, I did you know. last night is not <laughs> yeah, going to help me out. Yeah, no, today. but, like, you know, hey, what the, the what's the, um, you know, uh, this was one of my questions for you. Did you name your pitches? Oh, God, yeah. But somebody, somebody, I remember this with you, but I can't remember what the names were. Do you remember the I think th- I wrote them down. <laughs> I think, I thought you may ask this question, and I wrote yeah. them down. Hold on. Loopy Swoopy. How many, how many notes do you Loopy have? Swoopy. Loopy Swoopy. Loopy <laughs> Swoopy. That was not. <laughs> oh, you got a lot of yeah, notes. Oh, wow. You got questions some notes. for Tim. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm ready. And so then questions did we, for Dan. Did we oh, name them? Did we name them? Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I know. I remember I had. The changeup was the two day creeper, <laughs> but you have to you have to say it the right way. You got to go two day two creep. day creeper. <laughs> I remember now. I remember. Uh, and then I remember I, ta- I I used to throw this curveball that was it was not as good as tips, but it was good. And I used to call it uh, like I think I a uh, bomb like Nagasaki bomb. I think that's what I called that one. <laughs> Uh, all right. Hold on. This is the best one. So my fastball wasn't didn't have a name. It was uh, just a noise. <laughs> <laughs> it was a noise. It was just a noise, and it goes. It was like. <laughs> and people would be like, "Hey, hey, uh, hey, McKellar, do you, what what do you call your fastball?" And I'd go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Was it was cool. It was cool because you could you could be like, yeah, my fastball wasn't really like today. It was more like zoo. You, know, you, you, uh, you can play with the noise a little bit, uh, but yeah, the fastball him. that that was just a that was just an onomatopoeia. I like that. I, I mean, it's you're you're full of it. I mean, is this this yeah. is the greatest guy of all time? If I'm there, telling if you. If there is ever if yeah. there is ever something that I am, it is I am. I can be full of shit. Yeah, I I, I do. I love you. Um, ask us a question. What do you have? Hold what on. do you have? Well, for, do you want to go, Dan, first on. or me? I wanted to. I wanted to go into a little bit of um, the, our split. Okay. From All Lex- right. Yep. 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 So Lexington. Oh, they're super, super producer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just readjusting the cameras. We're good. Keep on rolling. So I always, uh, I felt like when we split and I got the DUI and, and, um, and you know, you got moved up. That was almost when I got pretty heavily labeled like, Hey, this guy's like a troublemaker. And, um, there was a, a like kind of like a target on my back for a lot of guys. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, this, you know, he gets all these opportunities. Um, he gets to go to like the elite camp and blah, blah, blah. But he's just this like fucking trouble guy. And I felt like that's kind of like where we, we moved paths, but you never, you never treated me like that. Mm-hmm. And I always appreciated that. And well, I just wanted well, we to get, say Let's get emotional well, in here. Yeah, babe. I mean, <laughs> it's just, friendships. I think that, that's sports, no, right? Like, I mean, that's and by sports the way, and your it, buddies, it doesn't matter where you are, where you come from. How, exactly. It, yeah. What happens in that locker room or in that apartment, Yeah, uh, you know, stays with you forever. <laughs> careful, Dan. Yeah, careful. <laughs> so, but, and, you're, no, you're, and you're right, you're right, because when you're talking about, I didn't care if people liked you or not. In terms of brass, right. I didn't care if uh, if a uh, pitching coordinator liked you or not. Like, screw you, you're right. my buddy. 
Like, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that, like, sort of clicky, I think, politics that went yeah. around in the minor. I mean, when you get, when you get, you got, I mean, hundreds of guys competing for the, a big league spot. That's yeah. very, uh, man, it, it can, it can get catty. Yep. Um, at least, it, definitely, at, at the very least, it can get passive aggressive. Yeah, that's true. Um, Dan, so, but I don't, hey, Dan, did you guys have to do that at all? Like, was there a lot of that in your locker room? <clears throat> um, no, I don't. Not in mine. You know, there yeah. there may have been some of that in other teams around. I never really experienced it, but um, you know, there's always guys coming up to take your job. You know, regardless, yeah. unless you're unless you're Brady or something like that. You know, sure. your spot's locked. But well, you thought that about Drew Bledsoe. True, true, mm. but you know, shit happens, right? You know, I mean, the extraordinary happens sometimes, and that's one of those one in a million shots where a one ninety nine, you know, oh, takes right. a guy out. Hey, speaking of, have you been watching uh, Man in the Arena? I, I saw the first two. The third one comes out. It's good, isn't it? Good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Why? Dude, it's why awesome. But why are you surprised? Everything he puts his name on is going to be Everything like you is know, good. Yeah. it's yeah. all good. And he's he seems like. Sorry, I didn't mean to steer this conversation towards Tom Brady, but he seems like this sort of uh, normal dude. You oh, know? he's normal. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I. These shows make him normal. seem more normal late, lately. I think. Right? I think you guys would have got along great. You know, from your D- oh, hey. DUI days and all that. Like, he was one of the. <laughs> he was buddies. one of the boys. You know, he definitely was. I think there's a. I mean, shit. When you go from where he was to superstar, I think that's a that's yeah. a hard transition, and anybody's got to deal with that. But. Um, you know, he's What's one of those guys mean? where you could always call, like, "Hey, I need your help." He'll be there in a second. What's it like uh, having him and like hanging out with him in the locker room? Is he like a, a like? Is he talking to everybody or is he by himself a lot? I know where he's going with these questions. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, he when he's there, he's working. Okay, but so you've never seen him naked? Yes, I have seen him naked. What's that? What's he working with? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know. Um, I, w- I would, li- gotta, I would like, to, I, w- I knew you, I knew, actually knew this was, I, I would like to bring Castle in and bring like, you know, we could have a group would chat you with Castle. Castle get along really well. Oh, him, oh, you and Castle, oh, you and I Castle would get along great. You can just tell by the way he walks kind of like by his gait that he's got a, he's probably got at least an eight inch. He's got a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of the way he walks around, you know, he's got a, a, a thick eight type of gait. How, uh, how does Tip walk around? Oh, well. oh, he's got. He's probably got like a medium seven. Yeah, I'm more medium of a ball. Seven. I'm more of a balls guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you could you could contract uh, and okay. Oh, okay. We we had a we we had a guy in our locker room that could do that. Yeah, and plus it was, it was 100. It was 115 degrees in Corpus Christi every day. It was like there was another I mean, guy that we played with who had a fake nut. Remember that guy? Yes, yes. And I can't was, remember who it was. He flick it. He <laughs> It would double for an eyeball. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was almost like a good luck thing before the game. Everybody would just kind of come by and flick his nut. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> nobody, nobody was a better shower guy than McKellar. McKellar was the oh, ultimate man. after game or pregame shower guy, using up all the soap, using up all the the baby powder. Right. I do remember. I think maybe we weren't on the same team at this point, but I do remember I got fined quite a bit for excessive nudity. Nice. Like I was just always naked. Yeah. But, why not? 
I mean, it's a yeah, by the players yeah. or the wow. organization. Was it Kangaroo Court? They could yeah, they could find you Kangaroo Court. Kangaroo Court. Kangaroo Court. You got dinged for excessive nudity. They would now. The organization would find me because I always grew my hair out longer than they liked. Yes. They'd be like, be like Weedenbauer would come in and he'd be like, "Man, McKellar, are you gonna cut your hair?" <laughs> and then I'd be like, "Yes, sir. Yes, sir." And then when he walked away, I'd be like, "Fuck you, Weedy." <laughs> <laughs> hey, didn't you have to shave your face with like a razor or something, like an actual like, <laughs> like or, or like a like a leg razor or something? As soon as I got done playing for the Astros, I grew a beard and I have not shaved since. Yeah, you got to cover it up. Just cover it up. It, it, it works. Yeah, we used to way. have. So I mean, nobody got their balls busted more than him for more than like two day growth. Like you know, like, we had to be clean shaven, but you could you could let it go a day or two and like have sure. a little stubble. They would but get me every single time. Yours? Every single time. What the hell is it? Every time why? He why? why did they do that? I mean, the Yankees. Well, do like they, do they, earlier, does Houston still do that? Houston does that in the minor no. leagues. They do why? that in the minor Houston leagues. Who gives that? a shit? But you know, when you got this, when you had like like again, I was labeled as a as a as kind of a trouble guy. Yeah. Um. So the the coaches were always just eagle eyeing me all the all the time. So, but and you know what's funny is I won best teammate award in like 2004, I think. Hey, I, uh, by the kangaroo court again. Best I teammate, don't know, whatever. But it, it, I just I feel like they gave like the brass did give me a lot of opportunities, but the coaches like the like the managers of the teams that I played for, they all hated me. They hated me. Yeah, and I, I kind of understand that. I was I was I was kind of a douche. I, I get that. <laughs> well, tell us about tell us about uh, the Nolan Ryan thing. Because that was why a lot of guys were like, this guy gets uh, all the thing. Man, all I forgot the... about that. How so, did you forget uh, about yeah, that? Yeah, I think it was in 2002 or three. I was like 21. And I, uh, maybe it was 2000, I don't, it didn't fucking matter. So it was, you know, it was early on, like uh, short season A-ball. And they call me into their office and they're like, hey, we're going to fly you out to Round Rock to go work with Nolan Ryan. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, why? But they were like, we just feel like you have a lot of potential, and we feel like if you work with Nolan, he may be able to like kind of bring that out. And they, so they flew me out to Round Rock, which is Double A at the time. And you talk about people that fucking hated my guts. <laughs> Those guys. Because I spent a full week with them uh, playing, like, not 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 playing with them, but, like, I was on the team. I was in the locker room. I dressed out. Like, I went out for the games. Um, they would get mad at me for all kinds of shit. Like, like they, didn't, they didn't like when I ate the spread. And it was just a lot of salty guys that were like, who's this fucking guy? It's just it, – it, that's kind of like how my minor league experience was. It's just a bunch of people that just didn't fucking like me, and I, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but so I'm out there and I'm hanging out with Nolan and he's, he's teaching me stuff. And I had this weird, like sort of herky jerky style of throwing early on. Uh, it was very twisty. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw this fucking baseball as hard as I possibly can. What are the things uh, physiologically that I need to do to absolutely just unleash. Right. Mm -hmm. And and so, and I threw it hard, but I was kind of all over the place. And so when I went to go see Nolan, he was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, dude, just pick your knee up. He stay close. He said, and one of the things that I've, I've always repeated since I've, since hanging out with him is um, velocity happens out front. Like, 
I had a lot of stuff going on in my, in my, uh, my back motion, like behind me. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what are you doing? Then none of that stuff is needed. He said, all the velocity, everything that you need happens out front. You be smooth, be calm, be focused. And until it's, until you're ready to go and let that stuff happen out in front of your body. And that was one of the biggest things that changed my career. And I think from then I did, I moved up the ladder, uh, pretty quickly, uh, until I got my DUI. Then I had to like, go through some growing pains and get in and start moving back up. But Nolan was great. He was very good at, at simplifying things. And, um, I'll always, I'll always remember him for that, but he was a good old country boy. Like he just was kind of like, Hmm, yes, that looks good. You know? And then he, he didn't really talk a whole lot, but the things that he said, you definitely listen. Did you to. go to the house for dinner? No, you know what's funny? I though? did. I, I went. No, I went yeah. there. Tip got. Tip got to go. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. No, I, he, you didn't go there. He, I thought you went there. I no. thought you stayed there for a couple of days or something. No, I, <laughs> the, I lived. The, in, it's I the lived stories. In yeah, I lived right next to the Round Rock Stadium. Like my my family's house is a ten minute drive, so I okay. just stayed with my family. But he did give me. He pulled a hundred bucks out of his wallet one time, and he said, "Here, take your mom out for Mother's Day." And I was like. <laughs> That's a lot of 25 cent drafts. Uh, That's funny. I was like, there's no way that's happening. I need this. I needed that hundred bucks. Have you seen him since? Uh, Yeah. Um, Did he remember you? Yes. Uh, He would remember me to this day because I I spent two weeks with him. um, And I I knew his his two, his sons, uh, Ryan, or sorry, Reed. Reed and Reese. Yep. And, um, I know all of them. I still, like, I still see them. Cause we, I'll take my son up to the round rock express game sometimes. And they are, they're always really nice. They always say hi. But when I first met him and when I was first working with him, you could tell that he had an interest in me. And then over the years, as I kind of like got, I don't know, I guess I wasn't a guy anymore. He didn't really pay as much attention to me, but yeah, tip, tip can attest to this. If you're a guy, if you're like one of their guys, you get a you get a lot of attention or you get a lot of opportunity but if you're not one of the one of their guys like a high round pick or just somebody that they um really think is going to do well then they don't they kind of they're like eh. it also changes really fast oh you can, yeah you can be like, a guy and then not a guy season. or you can be not a guy and then a guy like it absolutely. happens really fast absolutely yeah. absolutely remember uh, i remember chris blazik yeah. was a uh, kind of a guy they had on the back burner and then in double a he just was like lights out yep um blazik was a you know blazik yeah. yeah same um, draft he threw this he was a lefty and he threw this fastball that was just invisible mm-hmm. and it was like it was like 91 maybe 92 but he was just striking guys out all over the place and he got i think he went to arizona fall league yeah but he, he never he never got the big leagues though no, and he I was he, he was he unhittable for Two years, unhittable, but still never got a sniff, which is crazy. By the way, how much did you juice the guns uh, when I pitched, and how much did I juice the gun when you pitched? I juiced the shit out of the gun for you. (laughs) Because you know the Latins would do it. The Latins would do it. I would sit up there in the stands because I was a starter all along. We've talked about this. I did juice the the guns. Dude, you just write it down wrong. If he throws a ninety-three, so if he throws a ninety-three mile an hour fastball, I put it down as ninety-seven. Okay. (laughs) If a guy I don't like throws a ninety-three mile an hour fastball, I put it down as (laughs) eighty-eight. Just fuck him. Yeah, I mean, like, hey, oh, McKellar was McKellar's mode today was uh, ninety nine. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, he's throwing hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I remember that. Yeah. I, 
Oh man. Well, um, yeah. I think Tip Tip probably sat like around ninety one. And I, I, every single pitch he threw ninety one, it was at least plus two miles an hour. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. Like, he was Tip I don't again, I don't mean to be like too deep, but when you watch Tip in Lexington, it was hmm, how do I say this without sounding too gay? Uh, <laughs> It was orgasmic. It was beautiful. It was it was surgical. Surgical. Yeah, it was it was very cool because he and I and I was behind. I was back there like with the gun and I'm watching like all these pitches. But it was very. Um, you could tell that he was was on his way to doing some good things because he was like in and out with this like heavy sinker and he had this curveball that he could go in and out with. And I don't remember much about your changeup. I think that was your third pitch, but it was it was a league where if you could throw an off-speed pitch and a fastball count, then you would dominate. Mm-hmm. And Tip was Tip had that down. And it was like seven innings, no runs, like maybe one hit, like just for like two months in a row. I think you did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I remember watching. I was like, dude, this fucking guy is good. Um, but yeah, it, it was great. It was really cool to see. I think you know what? I think you started the pass the hat for pitchers. That's right. That's right. <laughs> there was a pass, pass the, the hat. hat for home run. Guys yeah. would hit home runs and we would pass a hat or whatever. But then our, like our team wasn't really that good. And so we were like, we never passed the hat, but then we we're like, Hey, but pitch throws or tip throws like seven innings, no runs every night. Can we pass the hat for him? Yeah. And so every just, time you pass the hat, if you threw seven yeah. innings, you pass the hat, you get to keep the cash. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, hey, you know, what's funny. And we talked about this story, and I want you to tell it right now. Um, when you were in Lexington in the Maker's Mark Club, when you were supposed to be charting. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that was an all-time mistake by you. <laughs> that was, was uh, that was pre-you getting in trouble, one too. one of those things that I, I put into the box, but... <laughs> You know what people you know what people don't realize about that story is that nobody nobody knows the details of it. They're all like, oh fucking McKellar, he was up in the Maker's Mark Club drinking a beer, which yes I was. But <laughs> but it was one of those it was one of those games where it was like sold out, packed, right? And we were supposed to sit uh kind of behind the plate in the middle of the of yep. the bleachers. And so I was, and I'm six, five, and these bleachers are made for tiny people, like five, eight, whatever. Um, Bud, Bud would fit in there perfectly. So we'll bring him on eventually. (laughs) I knew knew you're going to go down that path. (laughs) But so I was in there and I'm, and I'm sitting in my seat and there's people all around me and I'm, I'm already getting claustrophobic. And there's this lady like, right in front of me that has the the strongest and dis, most disgusting perfume that I have ever smelled in my life. And I'm sitting there and I'm wearing it for a solid three innings. I'm wearing it. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, you know, oh, <laughs> and I'm writing down stuff. I'm doing my best. All right. I legitimately gave it my best shot of staying in that, uh, in that area. And then finally I was like, fuck this. There's the game is on in the Maker's Mark Club, and they have they have it right behind. They have it right behind home, like uh, from center field, so you can see the guys what they're throwing. And I'm like, fuck it, I can probably tell what they're throwing without the radar gun. I don't need it, right? And then you know, and then I can pencil whip whatever I want. So I'm just up there, and I'm like, I'm sitting down, and I'm watching the game, and I think at this point Ryan Thompson is pitching, which is 
the worst person you want to watch from center yep. field because you cannot tell what he's immediate doing. gun checker too. The second yeah, the game oh, was yeah. over, he wanted to see the chart. Oh really? I want to hard. It was the most. It's the most difficult guy to tell what yeah. he's throwing because everything looks the exact same. Yeah. It's like was that a fastball or a changeup yeah. or a like, <laughs> who fucking knows? But so I'm sitting there and I'm and I'm doing the thing and I'm doing okay. I'm doing my best, right? And I look over and I see this guy eating a cheeseburger. I'm like, oh my God, that looks amazing. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, hey, bartender, can I get one of those cheeseburgers? I'm like, no, no, that, that one right there, whatever he's got, I want that. And uh, so now I'm doing the chart. And, I, and by this point, I'm like, it's Thompson. Like, who fucking cares? He's going to get released anyway. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm eating, I'm eating my cheeseburger and then I'm, and I look over to this, my left and there's this person drinking a, like a, like a cold, ice cold beer. And I'm like, Oh my God, that looks amazing. <laughs> so I ordered a beer and I had the beer and I don't even think I took a sip yet, but I put it next to me and I had, you know, I'm like halfway done with my cheeseburger and I go to take another bite and there's this like head, head guy, um, that had, had that had come in from the crowd to get on his phone. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but he's like a, like one of the top scouts, like brass yep. and he, and I'm like mid chew of my hamburger and he looks right at me and I look right at him and I'm like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> I, just, I just knew, I, I, just knew. I knew I was screwed because yeah. the next day they told me that I was going down to, to tri city. And by the way, there's nothing about that story that anybody tells it's untrue. It's exactly how people tell it. You're yeah. like, hey, the story yeah. gets fabricated. No, it doesn't. You had a beer and a burger yeah. while the but game they, was they going leave on. Out, they leave out the, the extenuating circumstance. That's why oh, I moved up to the okay. Baker's Mark. All right, like, I, I got I you. Were, you were actually looking best. out for the fans and giving them a better experience. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Thank yeah. you, Dan. You're welcome. See, I knew there was a reason I liked you. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. They always leave out the, the, the circumstances leading up to that moment. But in retrospect, being sent down was one of the one of the best things that ever happened to me because playing in Lexington can uh, become overwhelming if you're not if you're not ready for it. Yep. And I was not ready for it. So yep. what's on that sheet? What do you have for a question there? I'm actually nervous. I okay. mean you need to ask Dan one. Well, my first thing is, how are your wife and kids? How are they doing? They're good. How are yours? Are you asking me or Dan? <laughs> Mine are great, too. Well, okay. I'm asking you. All, all of ours are great. All of ours are great. So, Gracie, yeah. Raina, yeah. I think Ellie. Ellie. Yeah, look at your stats. Look oh, at you. and I, uh, how's Wild Bill doing? He, he's going to friggin' die watching this episode. He's going to love this one. <laughs> he one loved of my you. Favorite, one of my favorite dads that I ever met was Wild Bill. <laughs> I he's like how you call him Wild Bill. He's a nickname guy, too. Nickname guy. Yeah, so, wild bill. Everyone's good. Um, but yeah, and then uh, we talked about Tom Brady's dick size. <laughs> mm. Is there anything else in the, on I, that list? Is that all you wrote down? Those notes are from work today. Those weren't questions. It just says Tom Brady dick size in, in like a circle. Letters. Question marks. Question marks on it. Yeah, yeah. You didn't get a real answer. Who's better at golf between? Who's better at golf between you guys? It's me right now. Right He's, now. He plays pretty well though. Are you good? Him right you, now. Do you yeah. play golf now? Are you a golfer now? I love golf. All right. I love it. You never used to be. Love it. Never so used now to be. So now you're coming oh, up. no. I started playing when I went to college, like at 30 years old. I started yeah. playing. So you it love it. Big, you're in business now. We're I not going to. We're not going to. If you, things, if you made it to the majors, you would have started earlier. That's probably true. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I think uh, you guys know this. It's one of those things where you compete against yourself, which I love that. Who is your favorite person to pitch to? Oh, favorite person to pitch to? 
boy, there were some guys that I could get out. And like a guy that was good or a guy that I could get out all the time. I mean, it was literally like literally anybody in Lexington. I don't mean to be a jerk. Your favorite, about that, sorry, your favorite catcher. Your favorite catcher. Oh, oh, favorite catcher. Oh, I'm, so Tolls was mine. Tolls was mine. Oh God. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> don't agree with yeah. that. Yeah. No, he he nah. was he was great for me. And then Santangelo was, was good after. Yeah, he was a good catcher. Tolls was a good catcher. Who Tolles who did really you good. like to pitch to? I liked Lou. I liked Lou. Yeah. I thought he was good. But the reason why I liked Lou is because he had that perfect mix of like um, he knew when I was flustered, so he would kind of give me yeah. some compliments. Yep. But he also wouldn't like he would also be truthful with me and he'd be like, "Hey, you fucking suck today." <laughs> yep. So it was yeah, like he was from like Jersey, like, right? Yeah. He was just like a tough like Jersey boy or something. Yeah, I think. Is that what they're tough. saying when like, they come out like, to the mountain? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't a bullshit guy. Um, but yeah, where was your favorite place to pitch? Lexington. Lexington. All day. Yeah. Yeah. All day. Probably Frisco too. I love going to, I love going to, I love going to Frisco. Frisco is always fun. Oh, Frisco is cool. Yeah. Yeah, Frisco Frisco is good. Where was Dan? Dan, where was your favorite place to play? Denver. Okay. Really? Wonder why? Uh, even home and away when I played with Denver, loved it. The fans were great there, but even going there was just a cool stadium to go to. That's cool. I remember um, the high elevation. Did I didn't mess with you at all? It does over a long period of time. So if you're like the best way to do it, if you're an away team, is to go in and out quick. You don't go to yeah. extended. The more days you stay there, I guess the uh, the altitude will affect you more. So uh, you. if you're going to stay there for a few days, it's going to take a week or two to get adjusted. I got gotcha. you. But it, it's, um, you go quick. You're go all right. Ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. You're good. You're, what else you got? Fire away. So I wanted to talk to Tip about sort of a, a philosophical thing. Um, squad Locker is yes. it does youth sports, right? That's correct. Yeah. Are we going to serious path or is this a joke? <laughs> yes, uh, youth sports. Uh, I yeah. mean, it always kind of starts serious, yeah. but then it ends up. I'm ready. Um, youth sports. You guys don't coach, though, do you? No. All all apparel. We make life easier for the co- for the coaches and for the admins. Okay. So if you were to coach, mm-hmm. let's say you're coaching a 14 year old. Yep. Um, would you teach him or her, mm. I, him, mm-hmm. uh, a slider or a curveball? Curveball. Why? <sighs> so I think that you can throw a curveball without actually getting hurt, and like but you threw the, a curveball. I know, but with the correct mechanics. I think what happened with me, I think what ended up happening, it wasn't a curveball that got me hurt. It was like I was messing around in the bullpen one day with this stupid changeup, and something something happened. You know, I was throwing like this knuckle thing. Curveball, like right here, like pulling down the lamp, pulling down the uh, window shade. That's a good way to do it. Yeah, like there's no twist there at all. It's just you're pulling it down over the top of the fingers. Let it roll. You remember? Um there was this interview recently or this past season with Tyler glass now. Yeah. Glass now. Yep. And he was saying that he was talking about the stickiness on the baseball. We got it right here. We right. got, we got spider tack oh, up top. He's actually yeah. talking about really? the baseball. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, and he was saying that since he was not able to use the sticky, uh, the spider tack, he had to like grip his curveball deeper and he feels like that's what like kind of popped his elbow. Mm-hmm. And I was I was thinking about that, and I used to throw a curveball as well. And the most that my elbow ever hurt was after I threw a lot of curveballs. 
Mm-hmm. And it did make sense to me because when you, when you grip a curveball, there is a lot more of your forearm uh, that goes into that mm-hmm. versus a slider. And I'm, I was thinking like, man, you know what? There may be something to that. And there's a lot of guys I'm thinking, like I've just started going through to my hand, in my head, like guys that throw big, hard curveballs that end up having elbow problems. And um, so anyway, I just wanted to like, yeah, I mean, it's not how our arm is supposed to move. Anyway, I also though think that I threw a really hard, heavy sinker with a ton of pronation, right? Yeah, you did. That yeah. probably had something to do with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, there was a lot of, a lot of pronation on my, on my uh, release. You know, like there's pictures really where there's pictures where I'm actually like throwing like a punch like this, even like all the way here. It's crazy. You guys want to yeah. get your own room? Yeah, we do. Well, you need to leave anyway. You <laughs> okay. le- you need to leave, and then I'll continue <laughs> with McKellar. <laughs> Dan's got a really heavy schedule today. Yeah, pick up the kids at oh, some point. I'm done. No, no I'm no. not. I'm not done with you. You're staying on with me. He's going in a minute. You leave, and you need to leave. We'll get. We'll keep get, covering. Get here. the fuck out of here. Nobody um, invited I, I, you anyway. I do have a couple other questions about. I I have some pictures that we're going to post from this. They're all clean. They're good. Um, that you're wearing like some affliction. Oh, those were the days. T-shirts. Oh God. How about oh, God? I I can't even. I can't even tell you how much my wife made fun of me when That's, she like found a couple of those in my wow. in my uh dresser i've got some good ones that you those had on, were buddy. so horrendous it, it was a phase though right? it was it was a, it was a complete phase. it was a phase mom it's not, it's, not a thing it's not our fault it's not our fault but it was yeah. those were awful they were they were really bad, and I have some good ones of you in some incredible affliction uh, shirts. That's for sure. Uh, I don't know if I put anything else. Were you on? Were you on the bus when um, our pitching coach fell off on his face, or were you were you somewhere else at that time? You weren't there for that one. Okay, that's a I different was, story. I was, I was most of the time drunk on the bus trips. So. Okay, good. Uh, give us one. Is Evan Engelbrook somewhere? alive who's talked to him most recently everybody's tried to nobody has talked to him where is he is this the guy that's just jacked out of his mind yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. so one time a one time i raced him did you know that in a swimming pool you didn't be it was a full we were at some hotel with a full-size olympic (laughs) swimming pool and he let me have half of a pool of a head start yeah and i was like Engelbrook, you fucking idiot i'm gonna kill you like blah 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 and i was like i bet him like something crazy right and i go and he beat me by like five like links body links no he's he was an amazing swimmer (laughs) (laughs) just didn't believe it everybody has said that about him (laughs) he also was just uh, i mean like he was out until 5 a.m every night so the funniest thing I thought about Engelbrook is that you could get him to eat anything. Mm-hmm. You could get him to eat. So he, we would constantly bet him how many Chipotle burritos that he could eat. Yep. And I think he got up to like four at oh. one point. But the, I wrote this story down, actually. There was a, there was a time in um, – it was in the Sally League. We played this team. It was green and they had an L. You remember that team? Greensboro, uh, Greensboro, no. or maybe maybe it was a uh, maybe it was uh, Salem. No, like it's, the Salem no, it's, it was probably it, it might have been Augusta Green Jackets too, or Lynchburg. It could have been. Okay, one of those teams. <laughs> and the, the clubhouse guy, the clubhouse guy afterwards, always had spaghetti. 
and it was the driest, like shittiest fucking spaghetti. Like and he had, and he had two, he had two full fucking pan sizes of it. Like two, like I'm just talking about cafeteria economy sized pans. When he, it seemed like he put like one, one jar of spaghetti sauce in, in both pans. Right. It is the driest, just the most disgusting, like maybe one pound of meat at total. It's just basically noodles. Right. And nobody ate it. Everybody hated it. But one day, I think we we dared Engelbrook to eat the whole, like, both pans. And he <laughs> sat there, and it, he sat there, and he started on it, and, like, w- people were on the bus, like, ready to go. And Engelbrook is still in the clubhouse eating both pans. And he's, like, getting through it, getting through it, getting through it. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? And everybody's like, Engelbrook's in the clubhouse. He's eating the spaghetti. <laughs> Fucking like miraculous situation where he actually makes it through both pants, right? Uh, he gets through both pants. Like I'm Dan, I'm not exaggerating. This is like yeah. full, like big pants, two of them. And on the way home, he finally gets on the bus and he's just struggling. He's struggling, right? And he gets on the bus and on the way home, he stands up. <laughs> <laughs> he stands up. He stands up and he goes. I can't do it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Projectile vomit. I'm talking at least five guys get thrown all over now. It was one of those things where like one person throws up and then another person throws up. And it's like, everybody's like, oh my God. (laughs) Dude, it was project. It was Uh. over the bus. But. He got that shit down. He got it down. Unbelievable. And that was his thing. He just liked to eat. He liked oh. to eat. Any, anything he wanted to challenge Engelbrook to do, he would do it. I can't uh, hold he it did. anymore. He challenged a lot. <laughs> I can't hold it anymore. Uh, uh, have you heard from I him? Have you heard from him in a while? I, I need to have no, him on. Nobody, nobody, nobody knows has. what he's doing. Uh, Last time I checked, he was a, like a physical trainer. Okay. All right. So he's uh, out back there. Back up in Pennsylvania somewhere. It's like in Varsity Blues when he's yeah, just like, you going to call some dinosaurs? Oh, yeah. I reckon I give him a holler. Exactly. Exactly. You can rally. Oh. But he was another good. He was another good teammate. Another good clubhouse guy. Absolutely. Hey, I, this is. I could talk to you for about a month. We're gonna so, have to bring you back on. Yeah. I mean, you got to come up here and do it live. Yeah. Do it live do, with us. Let's do it live. Does that work? We can play golf though, right? We can do whatever you want. And it might be <laughs> tough right. to play golf right now. It's like twenty out, but we can do it. Oh God, I forgot that you. Guys yeah, live we'll in come to you. Maybe we'll come to you. We're living in Rhode Island, but yeah, yeah come we'll come to you. It's close enough. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you right after this episode because I have some other things to discuss with you and I miss you, but we have been. See, I mean, you is, have been. This, a, this, is a, this is a start of a new, yeah, a new uh, era. You could be a you could be another pod. You could be another host with us. We can bring bring, bring him on. <laughs> By the way, who do we need to bring on? Who do we need to bring on? Pick one person. Oh, mm, I don't know. Who don't you, you like? Got, you, you got all the you got all the guy. You got you got Davidson. Who don't you? you who don't you like? Who don't you like? Oh, <laughs> who do I do? Do I who, not like? Who doesn't yeah. like yeah. you? Who doesn't yeah. like you? Oh, that might be a better way to say. Oh. Who doesn't like you? <laughs> you know who probably? You know who hates me? I think is Philip Barzilla. Okay, do we want to get him on? Barzilla? <laughs> <laughs> what a name to pull out right now. Should we just find him? <laughs> I can do that. I can I just remember getting. In, I remember getting in, 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 into it with him in the clubhouse one time. He was like, "McKellar, why are you always joking around?" And I was like, "Why are you such a bitch?" 
<laughs> All right, we'll, fi- we'll find him and bring him on. Hold on, time out. One more story, one more story. Uh, Sergio forgot to mention this. Okay. Um, one time during stretch, and this was like a spring training, eight o'clock, 8 a.m. stretch. And I had been, I've been drinking all night. I was hammered, right? I show up to the field. Like I went to bed at 6 a.m. and had to be there by 8 a.m. And I show up and I'm just completely hungover, still drunk. And I, and I took a shit in my sliders, like while we were doing stretch, I like, I shit all over them. But it was like it was like beer shits, you know what I mean? It wasn't like a full on like no, turd. No, it was, it was a like, fart that turned into a big shit in your pants. Yeah, exactly right. And I'm just I'm just I'm just stretching in it. I'm just like, oh god, this is awful. And I'm I like I can smell it. And it was like, oh god. And so as soon as we get through with stretch, there's like a little bit of a break before we go to like our stations or whatever. So I obviously I run to the locker room and I'm like, okay, well, let me get, let me get these off. And I hung them up in Sergio's locker. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Unbelievable. But I I turned, I I turned them inside out. I couldn't really see all the poop. You know what I mean? And I kind of like, I kind of I hung it such that it was in the middle of his other clothes. Uh, uh, so like he, you couldn't, he couldn't tell unless he like grabbed him and it was like, "What is this?" Oh, <laughs> Unbelievable! That's uh, a good prank. That's, that's uh, a, oh, that's the perfect I, one to end on. And I think that's when when Barzilla got mad at. Him. Oh God! All right, well, we'll oh, put you God, on another time amazing. to talk more pranks. But I mean, you were one of the highly, most highly regarded guests that people wanted to bring on from my and crew. To, so. end on, to end on a poop story is the best. Oh, the that's fact that you ended it, on a poop it's story. It's like George Costanza. To leave on a high note. I'm leave. done. Gotta have the poop. Yeah. Hey, I hope you finish that bourbon. I miss you. We're gonna talk music soon, and uh, we'll have you on again. Let's do it. Yeah, Dan. It was really nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, buddy. Uh, thanks yeah. for, thanks we'll, for there'll coming. Be a group text. We're gonna play some soon. golf soon. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it later, McCaller. Right, See you, bud. Later, dude. See ya. Past our prime is brought to you by Squad Locker. Squad Locker is your one-stop shop for custom team apparel delivered right to your front door. Learn more by visiting squadlocker.com.